Welcome to episode 191 of the McSauce Comic Book Podcast. My name is Paul McGinty. With me, as always, are Ian Sharpley. The devil's advocate, Ian Sharpley. And Matt and his blankie, Casal. Hello. It is Monday night, April 17th, and tonight we're going to dive into the Star Wars The Last Jedi teaser trailer. Uh, before we get into our main course, we're going to talk housekeeping with Ian Sharpley. If you go to mixsauce.com, you can find the web comics that we create each and every week, twice a week at mixsauce.com. We also do a podcast and Paul reviews the comic books that he picks up every single Wednesday at the comic shop. You can find us on Facebook. We have Instagram page. We have our claws in Twitter. You can tweet us and argue with us there. So a whole bunch of different places that you can get in contact with us. And I think on said Facebook page coming up this week, we're going to have some interactive features for you. McSauce casters out there. We will be doing a ranking of the Marvel comics universe films the in advance to guardians 2 coming out which comes out may 5th so we're going to put up all the previous mcu films and we're going to rank them we're also going to have a survey on the facebook page so some of you lovely fans can go on there rate all of the films rank them Decide which ones are your favorites. We'll send it over to us and we'll read some of them on the air. If you want to send us some feedback as to your rationale as to why you liked certain films better than other ones, we would be willing to read that on on air as well. So go to the McSauce Facebook page and I will have a survey ready and waiting for you. I guess I should probably see Doctor Strange before we get into this. Is that the only one that you have not seen? Yeah, that's yeah. the only one. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. It's surprising that you let that one kind of slip slip past you. Is it? I think so, because it's been out for a while now, and I feel like it's been out long enough for you to have seen it. And I think you can get it on Redbox at this point. Typically, you're the kind of guy that you know keeps up on that kind of stuff, at least within a, a few months after release, but... Doesn't that doesn't that say something about Marvel and their movie slate? That that sounds like a much bigger uh, answer than I'm willing to provide right now. (laughs) Because uh, Paul, we're here to talk about a different, a different Disney Disney property. We're here to talk Star Wars: The Last Jedi and all the dark broodiness contained within. The Force Awakens wasn't dark and broody enough for us. So Disney and Lucasfilm up the ante, they said if you want if you thought that was dark and broody, we'll give you dark and broody. And here we go with our, our first teaser trailer. Are teaser trailers getting longer at this point? I don't think so. This Have was Have they always been about two minutes? Um maybe a little bit less. I think the first teaser for The Force Awakens was shorter than this, maybe about what was it? No, it was like 120 seconds or something like that. Yeah, it was about the same length. Well, wasn't... Well, I felt even the Thor Ragnarok trailer was 
promoted as a teaser, but it was still like two minutes long. I thought a teaser was only supposed to be like some quick hits, no dialogue, one minute kind of stuff. What's the best teaser trailer you've ever seen? I don't fucking know. I don't really know either. Hmm. Do you have one locked and loaded? I think The Phantom Menace is the best teaser trailer I've ever seen. That was the one that I just like couldn't believe what I saw. I was like, oh my yeah. God, Star Wars Is again. that the best teaser trailer you've ever seen, or is it the most anticipated thing for anything you've ever seen? Unquestionably, it's the most anticipated thing <laughs> ever in life. <laughs> right. And that includes losing my virginity. But oh, how uh, dare you! Well, you know, we're still st- anticipating. Yeah, I'm still that. anticipating that one. <laughs> oh, but coming out swinging. But uh, I don't know. I think it's legitimately a really good trailer. It is. I think it. Like I've watched it recently just to compare it to like the Force Awakens, and I haven't watched it since the um, the Last Jedi trailer, but. <laughs> I think it's every bit as good, if not better, than those trailers. Now, I don't know if the other prequel trailers were quite as good, but that first Phantom Menace trailer, holy crap. Yeah, I I feel like I watched it last year at some point, and it still held up, even knowing the, the problems that I had with that actual movie. I still liked the trailer. It still gave me goosebumps. So, yeah. Quality teaser trailer now paul it seems like can can i say something? yeah you can say something i thought the indiana jones and the crystal skull teaser was pretty good too i can't even remember there were like it was pretty cool because it had like the first iconic shot was that silhouette of him on the car when he first picks up the hat and he Mm -hmm. puts on the fedora and then you have some of the sound effects like the whip cracking kind of stuff it felt like oh shit this is indiana jones again uh the movie didn't quite live up to that excitement like I think The Phantom Menace is, you know, a better movie than The Kingdom of the Crystal Skull. But uh, I I think that the the movie really fell short of that trailer, especially. Mm-hmm. I think, like, The Phantom Menace actually was, was pretty good, in spite of its flaws, Paul. And, Paul, it felt like the I way like that how, you were. I like how you direct that Phantom Menace comment toward me. But if I had to watch any of the prequels over and over again, it would still be The Phantom Menace. Well, that's good. I mean, I guess. I don't... Sure. Yeah, The Phantom Menace is still my favorite of the prequels. The, I was just thinking, like, recently, how The Phantom Menace brings back a lot of, like, really good nostalgia for me. Like, that was... It came out at the end of my freshman year in college, and and just that vibe, man, of, like, that summer and, and just having... You know, the the new Star Wars. Star Wars was like my favorite thing at the time, if you can believe it. And having like the Has first Has it ever one, not been your favorite thing? Pretty much no. It's <laughs> I've been very I didn't consistent. think it was a special I have been very consistent in, in loving that brand beyond all things. Like, you know okay, maybe Attack of the Clones let me down a little bit, but it was still your favorite thing, even at that point, whenever, because you were probably like, nah, there's going to be another one. I like yeah. that one. Yeah. Now, Paul, you seemed uh, to be hinting a little bit at the way that you felt about this trailer, how, you know, maybe uh, down down in the dumps, it, it kind of looks. There's... I need I need to be able to um at some point 
Well, first, I need to take everything in this trailer with a grain of salt. Any of the things I may not be happy with uh, per Rogue One trailer versus movie may not even be in the movie. May not even happen. You know what? That's a really good point. I didn't even consider the fact that everything that we saw in this trailer may not even be in the movie. If that's the case, if this turns out that like everything in the fucking teaser trailer ends up not being in the movie, just like the first teaser for Rogue One mm-hmm. basically wasn't in the movie, should we just stop watching trailers? Um, I don't know. I know a lot of people are trying to avoid watching trailers at this point because they give too much away. Yeah. I don't think that that was the case with this trailer. I think but not that there's ev- still a lot of mystery. Not every trailer gives too much no, away. Not every Star trailer. Wars has not given anything away. No, no, not every trailer. Well, but the- I know people are actively avoiding trailers at this point. This trailer was unique because unlike The Force Awakens, we had some perspective. Mm-hmm. So this one revealed a lot more just by proxy of the fact that we had already seen the, the the previous movie. So it was inevitable. So like, oh, Luke is training with Ray. Well, duh, I could have told yeah. you that without seeing the trailer. The only thing that like I feel like I saw that I was kind of un like not really expecting was Luke Skywalker's comment at the end, which is Ian. Uh, we're done with this Jedi shit. Is that it? Unquote, quote, unquote. No, he says, the Jedi are going to be great. Psych. Kill them all. That's how that yeah, dialogue played Jedi, out. The Jedi are super cool. Matt. <laughs> what does... You're a master of dialogue, Matt. <laughs> Am I? What? Yes. He, he said... I don't know what he said. Something like... <laughs> how dare you? He said something it's like, "Time, it's it's the time for the Jedi." I, I only I end. I've decided. Did he say? Did he say the only truth I know, or I only the, know yeah? One the only truth, truth I know is is it, the Jedi. It's time for the Jedi to end. Yeah, and I, I thought that was kind of strange. So I'm already trying to like put it together. Do we feel like maybe that dialogue was hacked up a little bit? Even I don't know, you know if it mean? was hacked up, but I th- I feel like the trailer was hacked up. So here's here's the way that the trailer starts. You have that fake star field, which ends up being a rock. <gasps> and then you have... Do you think that they were trying to fake you out with star field? Or, well, yeah, they were yeah. trying to fake you out. But like at the end of the day, it's like, okay, that's a rock. So? I thought they <laughs> were just doing rock. like mystery and then like pull back just like they did in the teaser for the force awakens i thought it was a similar like just what like was, oh, i'm not sure what's going what on what was here. the mystery in the force well, awakens it, wasn't I mean, it desert it was horizon, desert, but it was just like then, oh there's a guy yeah but i didn't yeah, but think it was of, a fake out but with this yeah but i mean i guess i could be wrong well if you are wrong you because the force awakens was like hey here's a desert horizon hey here's a guy it's still a desert horizon this one was like Here's space. Psych. It's rocks. Oh, there's a person. Like yeah. it was a total fake out. It, okay. it just seemed like kind of pointless. Like, I mean, okay, yeah, it's not space. It's a rock. And then it's Ray's hand and she's like, <gasps> like breathing really hard and exasperated in some way. So I was like, okay. Who knew training could be this hard? So based on the way that the first movie ended, and we've all heard that this one basically picks up exactly where the last one left off, right? 
Like he, she goes to hand Luke the the lightsaber spoilers, and then he stands there and just gives her a look. We don't know what the look means. Mean mug. He was kind of pissed looking, and now it's starting to make sense. I get the sense that he force pushes her off of the ledge, and she lands on that rock, and that's what we're seeing. Yeah. That that's the first seconds of the movie. Huh. That's my I did prediction. Not get that? That's that's interesting. Why was she on the rock like that? Of course, that's what happened. She's it wearing the been, same clothes. He could have been anything. <laughs> same man. same general kind of day. Like it could have been partly overcast. It, it is Scotland, so I hope Matt's Ireland. right. I hope Matt's right. And Luke's first act in the Last Jedi is attempted murder. Yeah, I'm I'm excited for that. I I I don't agree that that's what he could be I, doing, but I, I also hope that's don't what think that's what's happening. But who knows? Who knows? I, I didn't think Luke was gonna be a fuckling a fuckling. <laughs> <laughs> the last fuckling. I didn't think he was going to be a <laughs> fucking homeless degenerate when we saw him 30 wait, years later, but he's the absolute he de- wait, worst, time out. Is worst he idea of the Luke Skywalker I wanted to see. So, was sure, he sitting let's there make him by a fire murder. eating fucking that beans out of a can? You know, that doesn't yeah, right. He wasn't doing that. He's the fucking worst. He's just an old guy. So, so but, anyway, that's... So he assaults Ray. Right. And and then, you know, she tries to convince him to train her, blah, blah, blah. Well, and she then, probably trains him. Well, why would she train him? Because I mean, we learn in the end of The Force Awakens, she's already an adept Jedi. She knows what's up. She needs to relearn. Well, Luke it, needs to learn what, relearn what he has learned. Paul. Isn't that something Paul, from the original trilogy? It may have been. Paul, in fairness, she only... Used the Jedi mind trick, flew the Millennium Falcon better than anyone, uh, used the Force to, you know, call the lightsaber to her hand, uh, outdueled Kylo Ren, and saved the day. Other than that, what gives you the sense that she's any kind of adept Jedi knight? Exactly. So, how could she succumb to Luke force pushing her off the cliff? Well, she wasn't ready. She looked like she was going to cry when she was going to hand him the lightsaber. So, the whole thing's really weird. I don't like how all-powerful Ray was at the end of, particularly at the end of um, The Force Awakens. Can we admit you're crazy or wrong about Luke attempting murder? No, no, just shut <laughs> your mouth. So... Force force push his lips together. <laughs> like Luke would. <clears throat> yeah, well, right. What would Luke do? Luke would break Luke, his neck if right If Luke now. even cared. So, I was kind of like, man, I didn't really like what happened with Ray. It was a little too much. It was a lot too much, actually, for like this untrained, untested character. But then I was like, well, maybe, maybe there's an explanation. Maybe she has a history that she you know, more instinctually called upon that she doesn't remember uh, because she doesn't seem to remember her past. So there's there's something in her past that I'm hoping will be explained by Luke. She's like a sleeper cell Jedi. I don't well, know. It's, it's She's one like of, the Jason Bourne of the Force. It's one of the multitude of questions left unanswered by The Force Awakens that will hopefully be answered in this movie. I, I hope so. Um, you know, a lot of people are expecting like the big reveal, just like in the empire strikes back, the big reveal, Darth Vader's Luke's father. But you know what the thing was in the empire strikes back? 
nobody saw it coming. It wasn't set up from the first movie. It was like mm-hmm. we were told one thing, and we believed it, and that was it. And then suddenly, out of freaking nowhere, Darth Vader says that. Like, if we were old enough to remember, well, Paul, you are, but Ian, if we were old enough to remember when that first came out, our faces would have melted. But the way that these sequel movies are set up, they're like, aha, we got, we're not going to tell you what it is. And they're trying to set this up. And the, the payoff's not going to be as great as it otherwise might have been if they would have kind of not set it up for us to be guessing this whole time because whatever they end up making it we're probably going to be disappointed yeah i was going to ask you are you do you want ray to be luke's daughter because i know a lot of people that have said right out if she isn't his daughter i'm going to be upset well i don't know if i can flatly definitively say that paul but i would say I would like her to be related to Luke. Mm -hmm. I would like her to be Luke's daughter for more than one reason. One, because I think it's important to carry on like that Skywalker lineage through these movies and not just like kind of peripherally, like having Kylo Ren be his nephew. Like, no, I, I mean, I want a direct descendant. I want his, like his daughter or his son to be kind of the next, you know, hero or maybe even villain. And number two, um, there was, there was a number two here. I'm, I'm struggling to remember what it was. Um, it'll come back to me. I lost it. Okay. Well, how about you, Paul? Do you need Ray to be Luke's direct? No, I, I don't want her to be Luke's daughter. No, I'm okay with her being Luke's niece. I think Leia was just as much a part of the original storyline, the Skywalker storyline, that Ray can be Han and Leia's daughter. Is I there remember a possi- Ray. Is there a possibility that she's not if related Rey to anyone? If Ray and Kylo Ren are not brother and sister, I'm going to fucking kill somebody. So I remember what my point was and yeah that would be cool if they're brother and sister. I, I think it would be cool too if they're cousins. I want them to be related. I don't want them mm-hmm. to be like nothing. Yeah, you know the and they've said many many times like the saga films are about family. They're specifically about the Skywalker family. It would be really unlikely that Ray isn't the hero, unless it turns out that Kylo Ren ends up becoming a good guy and they go like in reverse order as opposed to you know like the original movies. Darth so you Vader's. think that Ray could fall and become the villain? Is that what you're saying? And maybe Kylo Ren's the good guy. Maybe yeah. I don't. I no. I kind of doubt that would, would happen. Would that be a boomerang? You know, like turn on a dime. There's kind of. there's some weird shit that kind of supports that though. But the point I wanted to make that would about be Ray being genuinely surprising. I I might be, be all into that. Well, I'll try to explain that in a second. Um, but what what I was gonna say about Ray being related to Luke is or like not related to him, but his daughter is the fact that. That would maybe mean that Luke had a wife or has a wife. I think that that would help expand maybe what's been going on with Luke. Maybe that would help explain some of the reasoning behind his complete shunning, seemingly shunning of the the Jedi and, and mm-hmm. his friends and everything. Um, you know, maybe his his wife died. Maybe Kylo Ren killed his wife. I think that that would add some some interesting elements to the character. 
Do you guys think that we got a little glimpse of a flashback with did it look like the the Jedi Temple and the moment whenever Luke is is engulfed in flames with R2 at his side? Yeah, it I mean, yeah, it looked like it was either a an extension. Well, I think it's an extension of that like flashback sequence mm-hmm. from the Force Awakens, Paul. Would you agree? Yeah. Uh, but here's a question. Is it possible that that wasn't a flashback and it was seeing the future? Oh, man. Um, I don't know. I don't know. I mean, I guess, but I feel like they made a big deal about the Knights of Ren and it seemed like yeah. that was like sort of like the the hinge point of a betrayal of some point. Yeah, it, it, for so, sure. Um, but they never said that's what happened. They just no, said that Kylo Ren basically turned and ruined the whole thing, but they didn't say the Knights of Ren did. Right. And we also, do see Captain Phasma in the middle of that. Yeah. So yep. maybe it's a different thing. Or And then the other thought that I had was in that flashback sequence, it, it, it's all kind of tied together. You have the rain, you have the, the Kylo Ren, the Knights of Ren in that moment. And then you see like the funeral pyre type thing with the, the burning, I'm assuming, of bodies and Luke is standing there with R2-D2. It was the temple. It was the temple. Well, I'm so, in, in, the, in the Force Awakens, right? You don't see the temple in the Force Awakens. No, in the Force Awakens, I didn't think you saw anything. You just saw they were, it just looked like they were in front of a fire. There right, was, they in front yeah, of Yeah, there fire. was some <clears throat> kind of fire and then out of Which the Which I always took to be a campfire. Oh, I didn't really? think there were bodies or anything, and I thought they were. Uh, Luke has a history of burning bodies, so notorious uh, body burner. Yeah, I never thought that that was that 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 was anything other than Luke and R two have been displaced, and they're and that's a Perhaps. sign of them being on their own. Okay, at that point. that's fair. Uh, I I hope that's the case. That seems a lot less morbid than uh, my body burning theory. It but could have started his whole hobo life. He right. was there was a can of beans. If you look real hard in the back. And that's how Luke became a hobo. So yeah. Stop but I mean, like we see, anything. we see in in Ray's flashback in the Force Awakens, she she's like a little girl, right? And she sees herself as a little girl. Yeah. Then she sees herself as herself as an adult with Kylo Ren in the rain, and somebody's about to kill her. Maybe that's the future. Like could be. It, yeah. If if she was a little girl during that moment, wouldn't she have been a little girl during that moment and what she was seeing? And there is precedent for sort of seeing the future yep. in Empire whenever uh, Luke kind of sees Vader and that's sort of like a, you know, a future showdown that they mm-hmm. have. So, eh. So, let me get to my, I don't know if it's a theory that I have, but... I'm just throwing it out there. I'm you gonna... already dropped a big theory tonight. So Luke, mass murderer. Luke, no, he just he he knew that she wasn't gonna fall that far. It would just be like, get out of my face, girl. Whew. And then and then when he says the Jedi must end, that he's saying that early in the movie. Even though it happens at the end of the trailer, I think early in the movie he's saying it, but then he'll more reluctantly like start training um start training i want to be crazy mad about that dialogue but it could i mean it could be trailer trickery Mm -hmm. like it could be a bunch of stuff because even the way that's cut he's like the jedi long pause must end And, and for all we know there could be a long pause after that where he says 
the reign of the Wrens. Yeah. Like, I mean, like, who the fuck knows what the hell they're getting at? And most that. of that dialogue. What they're is, doing is they're trying to make me mad. Yeah. <laughs> most of that dialogue is not connected to him actually mouthing the words. So the only thing that you <clears throat> see is, like, must end him actually saying that. But you just see a silhouette dark, so. move his beard. That could be anything. That could have been the wind I don't moving think, that beard. I think that would be pretty douchey to, to really, like, lay that level of trickery. Like, I think that's a, a complete line. Yeah. Um, you know, obviously time will tell, but I don't know. I think it's going to happen early in the movie. I agree with and that. And then, and then he'll train Ray and, and kind of like Mr. Miyagi. He didn't want to fucking train Daniel for the second, uh, all Valley, uh, karate tournament. But finally he decided he had to because Daniel's son, his back was up against a wall dealing with Mike Barnes, that jerk. Who was being trained by, by John Reese, right? Yeah, and he had to deal with it. And and Daniel was lost. He Are wasn't sure? getting any help. It, like so, Johnny Lawrence had nothing to do with the torment of Daniel Larusso. It was Mike Barnes in the the entire time in the second the in the movie where he was defending his title. The John- very beginning of Karate Kid Part Two. No, I'm talking the third Karate Kid movie. Because <laughs> Mike Barnes is only in the third one, don't you know? There's a Barnes in the first one. No, there isn't. There is. No, there isn't. Mike Barnes, he's the guy. He's the guy who fights in the in the third one. Okay, I believe you. All right, so that's who I'm talking about. Like that that scenario that I'm saying where where. Ray is Danielson, and and you know Ray wants to learn karate, but Mr. Miyagi, aka Luke Skywalker, won't teach her karate because you know he just doesn't. It's not for the right reasons, I guess. He thinks that the Jedi need to end. Mr. Miyagi feels that karate needs to end. I don't know, but could you imagine that? How shitty that would be if Mr. Miyagi was like, "No more karate." Um, and when we don't get a Karate Kid trilogy? No, I'm saying like by the third one, he's just, he's had it. Hey, too much, too much heartache has come of his teaching of students. They've well, turned on him. isn't that what happens in the third one? That's why Daniel goes to Terry Silver? Yeah, sort of. Yeah, in a way. So Ray will go to Snoke and... <laughs> And then that supports your theory that Ray becomes the bad guy and Kylo Ren's the redeemed hero at the end. Could you imagine if Johnny Lawrence becomes all coming together? Could you imagine if, if Johnny Lawrence becomes the good guy in the Karate Kid? William Zabka would have had a much different career. I'll tell you That's that. That's right. If he would have stood up a little bit sooner to uh, Sensei Crease. Uh, I think I think that somebody needs to tell that alternate that what if Karate Kid story where Johnny Lawrence comes back for the second year after he loses the tournament, but he comes back as the as the good guy under the tutelage of the one and only Mr. Miyagi, the Elseworlds Karate Kid. No, that's not how you say it. Karate Kid. Oh, a little tongue roll there. So here's what I think could happen. It's Bobby Barnes in the original Karate Kid. You know, Bobby Barnes. Yeah, yeah. You know that the fact-checking 
public is going to get all over your shit for that. Oh, for not knowing Bobby Barnes? Yes. I never even knew they said Barnes in the first one. It's on his gi. Well, shit. I wonder if he's related to Mike Barnes, the bad boy. <clears throat> Bobby Barnes is the one that starts or crying Bucky when Barnes. Kreese tells him to sweep the leg. Yeah, I know. Uh, I want to. Um, I don't think that's direct dialogue. Who was the one that said, put him in a body bag, Johnny? Dutch. Because I Oh, say, no, that is that is Bobby Barnes. Yeah. I say that at sporting mm. events. That's usually my go-to. Which which gives you incredible insight into the depth of those secondary characters that early in the tournament, when everything's fun and games, Bobby Barnes is like, put him in a body bag, Johnny. But then later, when it's his turn to sweep the leg, he's hesitant. And he's like, this is getting too real. So let's get back to some deep. The last Karate Jedi. Kid <laughs> analysis. Uh, um, uh, so, so we get you to seem see... pretty unhappy with this trailer. How about that? Let's get let's dig into that. You're not happy with it. You don't like Luke. I feel like I really need to separate my feelings about Luke Skywalker from the rest of the movie mm-hmm. and the rest of the cast because I really like the new cast. I love Finn and Poe and Ray. Love BB-8. Um, you know, I I love Adam Driver as Kylo Ren. Um, but I'm still not really sold when Kylo he's wearing Ren. the mask. No, Which even even without, this, I think he's an oddly attractive man that looks. Ju- he looks just weird enough to be able to pull off wherever they want to take this character, whether it's descent into pure villainy. Or we're going to redeem him at the end. They keep his hair long to cover those gigantic ears. He's working. He's tall. He's awkward, lanky. Yeah. I, I like mean, I, I, I don't know. Let me ask you this. Before we get into Paul's, all of his issues, they released a, a poster for this movie, mm-hmm. which I thought was really cool. I do have a slight issue with the poster, though. Okay. I don't know who the hell that Very is on it. Very reminiscent of... It felt like an old school Yeah, it totally movie feels poster. old school. It felt really good. I don't was, know if it was the, the, a lot of the, the blacks and reds from the old Jedi poster. It was everything. It was the poster. framing of it. Didn't it have... Um, it had the rounded corners mm-hmm. around the frame. Yep. Yeah, good stuff. It was it was like kind of a throwback, but yet weirdly modern at the same time. Yeah. It had like legitimate symmetry to it. But here's the thing. I don't know who was on the poster. I know Luke and Ray. Is that Ray again or is that or is that Kylo Ren? That's Kylo Ren. The you're you're talking about the face. It's yeah. Luke, Kylo Ren, and Ray. That's okay. So it's Kylo Ren's face. Yeah. Okay. It seems very symbolic. I thought it was Kylo Ren, but I've heard people refer to it as Ray. I was like, Really? Oh, well yeah. they're blind they're because it's Kylo Ren. I don't Ren. I don't think it's plain as day. I really don't. Really? Yeah, I don't. That's no other character in the Star Wars universe. It, it like, looks more obvious from a distance, but anyway. Which is weird. <laughs> but I, I do like, um, I do, you guys mentioned the framing of it. I think it's pretty um, pretty modern. Um, it And the, does it look like Captain America's shield to you at all? The, like, yeah, the glimmer bit. off the lightsaber? Bit. So let me ask you this, Ian. That lightsaber, it goes mm-hmm. blue to red. Right. Is that symbolic? Boy. Because they talk um, about balance, they talk about dark and light. Uh, I, I just don't know. You know, Kylo Ren was a good guy, now he's a bad guy. I don't know either. I'm, I'm kind of, 
I'm kind of in with this whole sort of theory of maybe some switching of roles and maybe Ray turns into a villain and falls. I think that would be interesting. That would actually be legitimately surprising and a nice twist for the series for me, at least maybe it would make sense then that Ray is nobody in the real, the real family is Ben uh, solo. That's the real Skywalker. And Ray is just the next villain. I don't know. But like, I mean, we see Luke and, and, Kylo Ren actually together. Yeah. Is there some kind of symbolism there with them being together? And and you see the lightsaber that Ray is holding going from blue to red. Does that symbolize her turn? I don't know. And what's the, what, what is the choice for making Luke's face so big and they scale down Kylo Ren's face? Like that's obviously a choice. That's something that they did for a purpose. So I think once again, that's something odd that, Hopefully, will reveal itself in the film. I just, I'd like to go back and and hear what we speculated about the Force Awakens poster and see if any of the stuff that we were wondering about it. The came posters, true. the poster isn't fair. That poster yeah. was a, a very kind of be- poor conglomeration of images. It was yeah. just so much. It was just like this crap collage, one thing after another. It wasn't a good poster. It was it was a bad poster. That is a cool poster. I don't think that they tried to do like this doesn't look like a Drew Struzan knockoff. It looks like its own original piece it's, that can stand by itself. Yeah, it, I mean it, it feels photoshopped, but I mean it's more you, interesting. Yeah, do you think so? I I don't feel like it's like a heavily photoshopped kind of deal. Um down to this this image of Ray, it's so hard to see any details or anything like that. I I, I think it it has some art to it, um, like that those are obscured for a reason. Mm-hmm. You know, it's it's heavily shadowed mm-hmm. in her face and her features. So, Paul, Matt, so you're not real happy with what's happened to Luke Skywalker. Is it possible? that there's a lot of missing pieces that got us to the Luke that we're seeing in this movie that could justify or explain away the reason why he is the way that he is. No. Paul is a non-believer in ever giving up the the heroic journey and the heroic push. Yeah, personally for me, I don't I don't think so. I, I think to really enjoy this trilogy, I need to extricate Luke from everything else that's happening in the movie. I need to just kind of pretend he's somebody else and just focus on all the good parts that I like, which are plenty. Are you not interested in maybe a redemption and a return to glory? No, because he's been the chosen one since the very beginning. And he's clearly not. He's a giant fucking pussy. So, like, yeah, I, I can't I can't get behind this. I can't get behind anything that's happened to, to the original cast. Besides Chewie, because Chewie and well Chewie and three PO because they are the same character. They've had no story arc. They are the same thing they were at the beginning of a new you hope. Don't like so that Leia became the general. end of. Yeah. You don't like that. She also lost her children, her marriage. Right, because shit happens to people in the interim. In yeah, I'm not in yeah, the thirty that's, years that, that it takes. That like, story's not happens. that story's not for me. And like I guess what would you like better? You guys well, like. 
you guys can be all in for that, and that's great. Um, I don't like it. I don't like that all of the the heroes and characters that we grew up with and you know expected the best of after Return of the Jedi are in complete disarray and dire straits when we meet them in The Force Awakens. And I don't think that needs to be the case in order to to lift up the new characters. I think Luke, Han, and Leia could be living pretty idyllic lives and still be able to have to introduce the new characters in the tutelage of these characters that have done it before and done it successfully. I like I like that um it, I always thought it was interesting in the books that the solo twins go separate ways. Um, you know, one of them goes bad, you know, one of them you know gets killed. What isn't that what happens? Yeah, and actually then, one killed and the, the and other. the youngest one is like the Well, there's three of them, the twins. Jason Jaina and the then girl ben. twin kills the boy twin. Uh the girl twin is good, the boy one goes bad. And then they have a younger brother, Anakin, who That's is right. is killed. He's KIA, but I yeah, think he was a good guy. I feel like there's killed. a way of telling that story where, um, where like everyone's still every everyone is still in a very respectable place. It's like every they, they devolved everyone. Well, the thing is, I think everyone was in a good respectable place for the majority of the time in between the movies. It seemed like, you know, Kylo Ren going bad happened not that long before the movie started. Uh, Han and Leia splitting up happened. Not that like Kylo Ren going bad kind of made everything fall apart. But before that things sounded like they were good. Luke had reestablished the Jedi order. Uh, Han and Leia seemed like they were having good times. And then, you know, Kylo Ren happened and it, that was just shit we didn't see. But up until that point, things sounded like they were going pretty well. That's great. And if if people are into that story, that's awesome. But that's what I'm, you just said you wanted. Like, I'm not. They I'm, did no, live I'm, those no. I- idyllic lives. Yeah, they had hardships, but they are, they're still, they're still all together. They're still pulling on the same thread. You know, they're not disappearing and giving up on everything and not telling anyone where they went but leaving bread breadcrumbs because they kind of want to be followed but don't really want to be followed but we don't even know how logistically all that works out <laughs> because they never bothered to connect the dots like I f- like Luke was so dedicated to the rebellion and the Jedi that he should like yeah Kylo Ren goes bad and he should still be fighting that fight. He should still be involved with the resistance. He should still be a part of that. You know, Han... There are like, things that the way can be so traumatic just, that it takes your soul away. It takes your drive away. And I think that's way more interesting than somebody just having a peachy keen life. Yeah. That's... I'm glad... I'm glad that that's the story that you're enjoying. I don't... I don't like that story. I don't like what they did with Han and Leia. I don't like what they're doing with Luke. I just disagree with the... E- it's a main thread of things that you don't like in a story or not even don't like will not accept in a story that somebody could possibly run into something that is so troubling that they do lose momentary faith. I think that the story of the last Jedi is going to be 
seeing Luke redeem himself and come back to the fight and join there's, the, the Rebel Alliance again. There's ways to do it. There's Mr. Miyagi did it because Mr. Miyagi's history was we don't fucking know it. We don't know what he went through. Even through it's likely that it was horrible. Even through part 2, you know, we get into some of that stuff with Sato and everything back in Okinawa, but we don't ever really see any of that stuff. We get Luke's story. We see who he is before everything and who he becomes. And then the new movie writers come in and they're like, ah, fuck all that. He's, he is a, he's not like, he's not that character anymore. No. And I don't, there's 30 years of storytelling. You guys can roll your eyes and shake your heads all you want. I don't like it. And I'm allowed to not like that. You're just, you're discounting 30 years of somebody's life happening. That's what happens. Sometimes bad things happen. It's clearly the inciting incident to break the Skywalker family apart. I'm not watching Breaking Bad. I'm watching Star Wars. No, you're watching every watching piece of fucking, drama that's ever existed. I'm watching a fantasy action story. I'm not watching Breaking Bad or House or some emotional... Or, or, or Batman or Batman. Or you don't like it whenever that drama. happens to Batman, but that's the shit that Because Batman's not a fucking emotional drama. Except that the drama. fact that they've written that in probably countless other pieces of Batman. And I don't like those are, stories either. Right. Like but these the, are these are all superheroes. Luke Skywalker, Han Solo. This they are superheroes goes, that should be held above that standard of this sounds they're a lot. broken and now they need to be reinvented again right. to come back from this the, sounds the are we reinventing are we reinventing luke skywalker or are we just bringing him back to see the things that that made him the hero that we want he shouldn't have to come back because i don't think he should have gone there in the first place this sounds a lot like the way paul that you want your superheroes they need to be the golden standard of good they're flawless that kind of thing right is that Kind of like yeah. what you want out of Luke Skywalker. You want him right. to be a DC hero. And I'm not sure I if... want him to be a a Marvel hero. Like, no, he don't... is a Marvel hero. <laughs> yeah, I, I know he is. But you say that, like, you know, the DC hero, like this particular brand of, of goldenness, but there's right. plenty of golden heroes throughout comic books. Right, including but, uh, Marvel. Right. Typically, though, it you know historically, it's the DC characters are that more um, gold standard of hero, whereas the Marvel characters tend to be the more flawed type of characters, the the more human characters. Yeah, there's godlike, and then there's human. And Star Wars isn't really about godlike characters. It really never was. Um, I mean. I'm with Ian. I think there are things that we don't know yet. Horrible, horrible things that may have happened to get the character there. Like, I don't think he woke up one day and he was like, oh, this force thing is really dumb. This is lame. I'm out of here. I I think there's, there's so much unexplained that if you give it a fair chance, could, could, make sense for the reason for things being the way they are. It's like the same thing. I feel like Ray was kind of ridiculous in the force awakens with how she was perfect. Well, there's gotta be an explanation for that. She just 
didn't wake up and was that way. So like, you got to give it a chance once, you know, it was the first part in the overarching story. There's, there's so much more to the story that we don't know yet. Yeah. And I, and I started this podcast saying we need to take a lot of this with a grain of salt, which I'm doing because we don't know anything because the force awakens told us nothing. It really didn't. So we basically, it basically posed more questions than, than answer. Yeah, I mean, we have we have a lot to learn, and you know, I'm all for Luke Much going through some hard times, but you know, for you know, from like 1977 to 90, what 99, you know, he was presented as the chosen one. He is the guy. He brings balance. To the force, True. and then they decided, you know what? We need to keep doing more of these. There can't be one guy. Maybe this is the guy. Oh, maybe this is the guy. Oh, maybe this is the girl that's going to do it. But like Luke was, Luke was the hero's hero for me for years through my childhood, and through I'm all sure of my he formative years. Can still years. be that again? Do you think that maybe there are multiple people that bring balance to the force? People are going to live and die. You're going to need other characters to take up that mantle. Um, I forget what I was saying because you just stepped in. And, and I thought we were having conversation, but I'm sorry. Uh, yeah, like I, I, like it was like, it's, I can't get over the larger, um, like I, I feel like there's a better way to do Luke Skywalker than he's being done. There's a way That's to do. That's fair. Maybe there is. There's a way to do drama. There's a way to do you know, him, you know, struggling through, you know, teaching and not being able to, to teach them the right way because he doesn't know and changing teaching strategy and he loses his nephew and that's big and traumatic. But personally, and it's all subjective, I want to see him fight through that. I want to see to see him keep fighting and try to win him back and do everything he can, not wipe his hands of it and disappear and not even tell the people closest to him where he's going. That's, that's completely anathema to who Luke Skywalker was set up as in the original trilogy. And I don't like it. Like, I I think there's a much better way to handle him so far. And maybe that comes out. In these next two movies, maybe we learn a little more and I change my tune, but so far, no, I fucking hate it. I hate it. Um, but I, I love everything else. I love a Luke, ton about this trailer. Dude, Luke was such a different character from the first movie by the time we got to the third movie. He had gone on such an arc. Why is that not acceptable that his character could still have an arc? I mean... You it, saw it, you it saw is. The it's span, just not the one I want to see. You saw the span of the character uh, over the course of what, like six years. Well, now there's thirty years that have happened that are going to affect the character even more. Now that he's got family of his own and things like that, anything can happen. Like because I, Luke's story is the hero's journey. It has a finish, has a beginning, and an end, and it's done. It is the classic tale. It's over after that. It's done. Like we don't we don't need to do this anymore. We got the story. We got Darth Vader's redemption. We got Luke's hero's journey. We got Han Solo's redemption in a way. Like I mean, we got bookends 
of those characters' stories in the most interesting times of their lives. Now we're just putting them in dire straits to make the rest of the universe work. Like just in your opinion, I mean, right? It's just yeah, in exactly. Your opinion. We could have dropped in five years earlier and to the idyllic Luke Skywalker that you wanted to see, but it might not be all that interesting to anybody but you. It might not be satisfying to anybody but you. Maybe it isn't. It it definitely probably isn't not, because that's not why we're not dropping in when everything was hunky dory. I'm not arguing. I'm not arguing this. Like I think there are ways to write Luke Skywalker in the Force Awakens. That are better than what they've done so far. You can still have him go through. I agree with that too. Some emotional he wasn't even turbulence. In that movie, so well, everybody wanted him to show up in the Force Awakens. You know, everybody wanted Luke to catch the lightsaber. It would have made it, way more sense for Luke to come in and save Ray. But I'm fucking have, nuts for wanting him to be that guy. I'm on trial here for him wanting to be that guy. No, no, you're on trial but for. You're here, Matt. No, no, saying no, 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 no. Everybody wanted this Luke, and you're saying it would have made way more sense for I'm him saying to do that. that. It, I'm right. saying that 30 years is a long time, and it makes sense to have people have an arc to their life. I didn't and, say everybody wanted this Luke. What the fuck? And are you for you about? to sit there and. You're the one that said every. You just said people don't run into things that maybe are too great for them is fucking nonsense. You say you it all the said time. Everybody wanted that to be the Luke. Oh at the yeah, end. yeah. Everybody wanted that. And you moment just said to it would have made more sense for Luke to have been the one to come in. I said at it would have been. It would have been fun to have him no, come No, well, you in. did say and it that's would make what, more sense. Yeah, make you more said sense? it would make more sense. Well, so, like, yeah. All right, fact checkers, let me go back. Let me erase that. It would have been, I would have liked that more, but that's not the story that they told. It still right. does, it still is fair that he is on a planet and something fucking terrible happened that he can't get over. Right. And it, here's for you thing. to say that everybody needs to have this iron will. No. Not everybody. No, but that is what you do, man. That's what every character has to be like iron through this fucking gauntlet right. of standing up to every terrible thing like not everybody can Star do that, Wars man. is filled with characters with flaws it's it happens with all the characters so if Luke isn't perfect that's okay he never was uh the only perfect character in Star Wars the closest thing to it is Leia everybody else flaws mess ups mistakes constantly constantly why can't Luke continue to make a mistake, make a bad decision? Because Luke is what everyone as should aspire to be in that original trilogy. His is the story of coming from nothing and becoming the the chosen His one. His story isn't the over. Balance. There, it's not over yet. But in 1983 it was. Right, but now it's not. Right, and now it's not. And it's okay for me to so disagree with it. So everybody should aspire to ignore their, their so teacher. So and that, shut the fuck you, up, man. You interrupted no, me. shut the fuck up. I started. She shut up. Matt, tell him who interrupted who. You interrupted Ian, actually. Are you fucking kidding me? <laughs> yeah, not, because I'm you not, fucking did. I'm not should kidding. everybody sit there and ignore the wise teachings of their of their masters and jump the gun and get their hand fucking cut off and not, not be able to... To do finish the training is that what everybody aspires What's to the be? Time stamp on that. Uh, it's about fifty one. Happened once in the we're done, minute. we're going back because he interrupted the, the fuck out of me. Okay, we'll go back. It's about the fifty minute. The fifty. Can't wait! Minute. Can't wait for that. Great radio, it, folks. Yeah, exciting. But yeah, man, 
he should everybody aspire to ignore their their betters and their teachers and go in to a situation that they're not prepared for? No, he made a mistake because he's a human being. People make mistakes. So does Luke. He's not a god. He's not fucking Superman. That's not the argument I'm making. I'm not saying he needs to be a god and be flawless. You said he should aspire. He is the hero that everybody should aspire to be. Because well, in that trilogy, training. in so. that in that trilogy, he is. Because he's learning then. He comes from nothing. No experience. No training. And he goes through all those flaws. He makes mistakes and he learns from them. And by the time he gets to the end of Jedi, he is the hero. Right. He is the guy. That is his story. And I think there's a way... There's a better way to tell Luke's story 30 years later than what they've done. It's subjective. Yeah. It's completely subjective. It is. And I don't like it. A lot of people do, and that's fine. There is a, There are a billion things I loved about The Force Awakens. There are a billion things I loved about this trailer. Like, I, I like this universe. I like what they're doing. I just want Luke to be different. There's nothing that you just said that, that wasn't fair. Uh, but I want to kind of put it into a little bit of a different perspective. So, we get... Uh, the hero's journey for Luke over the trilogy, right? He comes from nothing, becomes the the hero's hero by the end. But if you think about it, in the first movie alone, if you take that one movie by itself, that was the hero's journey. It was it was a smaller, bite sized portion of it, but he still went on the hero's journey in that movie. Came from nothing. Eventually, he's the big hero that saves the day. Uh, but now that his story is expanding, maybe now the the hero's journey becomes broader for him. Maybe he's more in the middle of it. You know, it just becomes richer and more detailed. Just like if you look at the New Hope hero's journey, it was very succinct and short. But then when you look at it in the scope of the trilogy, it becomes more detailed. And now it's going to be even more detailed yet. He's going to have his like peaks and valleys and and you know, imperfections. And I get it. He's not the guy that he was at the end of return of the Jedi, but like, I'm fucking interested to see what got him there. And I'm not automatically going to like turn my mind off to it because it's not what happened, you know, where we left off in 1983. I think it's silly to sit there and say that people can't continue to make mistakes and learn from their mistakes and have new challenges. That's what Luke's up against. He had something awful happened to him that we'll find out about and i'm pretty sure he's gonna rebound because that's what that's that's the luke skywalker that i feel that the filmmakers know in their hearts that that's who that character is and it'll be gratifying to watch him rebound from something more horrible than seeing his aunt and uncle burn or more horrible than losing his hand or more horrible than than anything he's come up against i'm excited to see him rebound from that Paul, you said there's a billion things you liked in the trailer. Get, name name a couple. I love seeing Poe and BB-8 together. That was pretty dope. Uh, I love seeing the, uh, can, the way. Can I? Yeah, I absolutely. Li- I like this. Jump jump on in here. Sorry, but hop I, on in here. Thank you. What's the timestamp on that? I interrupted. It was Great radio. Sticky. I love it. So I just want to say like. Seeing BB-8 with with Poe was really cool because that's Poe's droid. You know what I mean? Like, it wasn't because BB-8 started hanging out with Ray and with Finn, but like, no, 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 that's Poe's pet. 
It's his pet droid, BB-8, and I like that seeing them back together. It feels right. Yeah. Pet? I like that. It's kind of like his pet, yeah. It's like sidekick? Or it's like, like they're it's like, like Han, they're like Han and Chewie. I just feel like... No, yeah, I don't but think like Han and Chewie. Chewie. Like, Chewie's not his pet. No, but BB-8 is his pet. Do you feel like R2 is Luke's pet or maybe his co-pilot? I, sidekick. No. Sidekick. Is I, sidekick. There? No, I don't think of it as more... I think of it like as his loyal dog. I see it as sidekick. Interesting, Matt. Continue. That was the end of it. Paul, what else did you uh, like? I, I loved seeing the the hangar blow up. It reminded me of the Hoth, the Hoth battle. Um, I loved whatever those weird modified B-wing things are that are kicking up the ground. They looked like, uh, like pod racers almost because mm-hmm. they had kind of moving parts to them like like i don't know what they were like fins or something that were what the hell was going on there yeah, and that, that, that was, red they were dust. tracing across the ground and kicking up like and, the, red and there dirt. was one that couldn't fly properly it made it me seemed think, like it got hit or something it looked like, like it that. just came down too yeah. hard like there was a novice pilot in it that like wasn't fin or something yeah that was didn't really have full control of that ship yeah. just yet or uh, jar 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 flying or jar jar we don't know that how long gonna happen live Gungans live a long time. Yeah. 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 Like, I mean, there was, did you notice in the, in the background what they were flying toward? You could see walkers coming. It was very empire strikes back. I'm interested to see the close up design of what they've done with the ad outs since then. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Do you hope that they're more different? Cause I felt like the tech in the force awakens, was exactly like it looked basically in the original trilogy. It felt like there was no progression. Whereas like in the prequels, it felt like there was a vast progression and it kind of made sense to me. It feels like they didn't move enough into the future. The prequels seem like a regression, right? Like the tech got a little bulkier and yeah, like the, the from the prequels to the original. Trilogy. Well, a lot of people say that I've always felt like it felt battle worn and, and like in the prequels, it was flashier and like, yeah, it's you like, know, like utilitarian you think, by the time they get to the original. Yeah. Trilogy. Like in the prequels that felt like, like what cars in the fifties looked like versus what they maybe look like in the seventies. Yeah. Um, anyway, that was, that was sort of my take. I didn't feel a lot of people said it looks too futuristic, but I mean, in some instances, yeah. It just felt like it didn't necessarily feel like it was from the same universe. It felt like maybe the height of ancient Rome's technology. And then we hit the dark (laughs) ages. And then that's where the original trilogy is like rebuilding from the scraps of that universe. Perhaps. But I'm hoping that this feels like a more legitimate advancement versus what the force awakens felt like. I hope this expands it significantly. I saw we have a wings in this one, Paul. Did you happen to notice that in the space battle? Yeah, it's fast. They they just fly right by you. I don't I don't think they flew too quick for my eye. You saw them? I did not see them. They flew right past. Here's a question: You have A wings, Y wings, X wings, all based on English letter characters that exist in real life. Mm-hmm. But in Star Wars, if you ever notice the way the dialogue is ri- written. Like letters are kind of like these weird shapes that don't look anything like English letters. So why is a X wing called an X wing when it looks there? There should be no such thing as an X. 
in the Star Wars universe? I don't know. Go, Paul. Explain. Uh, same. Uh, it's kind of the same thing in Empire Strikes Back when Han's like, then I'll see you in hell. And it always makes me think, oh, well, they have a concept of heaven and hell and Jesus and religion as we the same as we do, but they're in a galaxy far, far away. Um, well, it, that's, that's, those you, are one of those things you got to let go. If if you notice in uh, in the original original Star Wars movie when when Ben Kenobi goes to shut down the 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 tractor beam mm-hmm. in the Death Star. He goes up to it and you see the switch. It says like tractor beam power or whatever, and you can read it. But then when they redid it in the special editions, they got rid of the you know human lettering yeah. and replaced it with I think quote basic is the is the language in Star Wars. Yeah, I'm that nerdy, but gleep, it has an actual gleep name. Gleep language read it today. It starts with an A. Oh, okay. Gleep glop is that what it is? That's what I think they speak. Gleep glop. <laughs> but anyway, that's so. Are you looking up Star Wars language? Yeah, I guess it, no. we should rename these Can you these look fighters. up Star Wars language? I the, could. The gleep glop wing, the gloop de glue wing. Yeah. Um, I like the music a lot. How cool trailer. is that? They mixed the the Force theme and Ray's theme and the Star Wars theme and Ray's theme. Yeah, I thought it was, uh, it was really powerful for the big sweeping themes and they added just enough difference to make everything everything seemed fresh everything felt uh felt felt really cool so here's the question right we kind of know this movie's going to be about ray training and trying to become a jedi or whatever what are they going to do with finn and what are they going to do with poe where do those characters go poe looks like he's uh, um Hanging out, getting blown up with BB-8, and Finn is uh, in a coma. Still right? sleeping. Still what if he spends the entire movie in a coma? I feel like that'll be so <laughs> shitty. Yeah, I doubt that they'll do that. They'll, they'll treat him like James Marsden. How funny would that be if he was in a coma this whole movie? And that didn't would... come out till episode nine. The end of episode yeah. nine. Yeah. <laughs> he wakes up, he's like, what, what happened? happened? <laughs> How shitty. Yeah, like I, I like... I like a lot of this a lot of the stuff they're doing with this new this new universe. So uh I, I, I like this cast. I'm looking forward to see it. I hope we do get to see more Finn and Poe, uh and less of Ray's training unless she's gonna be actually going out and doing some stuff. Yeah. I wanna see what Kylo Ren's <laughs> been up to. What's Kylo Ren doing? Because we didn't get we didn't get a whole lot of him. We got him putting the lightsaber on her face it. and we got that was it. We got Darth Vader's broken helmet. That was that was Kylo, oh, Kylo Ren's, Ren's broken, broken, broken helmet. Yeah. Does... I'm more interested in Kylo Ren than Ray. Like Ray, you're fine. You learned what you needed to learn by osmosis. Yeah, I'm not. I'm not all that <laughs> interested in Ray. I don't know if it if part of it has to do with my reluctance to accept this new Luke Skywalker. But like, I want to know what everyone else is doing. Like, what's mm-hmm. fucking? What are Poe and BB-8 doing? What's fucking yeah. Chewie doing? Yeah, through all this. Is Billy D. Williams just being coy, saying he's not coming back and he's going to surprise us? Paul, did you have a favorite part in this trailer? Was there something um, in particular that really kind of got your mojo going? I like I like Poe and BB-8 running down the hallway. That was it. Yeah, yeah, because felt- I, I feel like everything's so everything's so Ray, Kylo Ren, and Luke focused that. 
like even going into the trailer, I was like, oh, this is we're gonna see what's what's going on with like these main characters. And then I was like, oh shit, this guy's in it too. I love that guy. <laughs> so yeah, I'm 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 pretty excited. Ian, what about you? What what stood out to you as like your favorite part? The part that that gave you chills. I did like the I guess it's a flashback. It looks like flashback to the Burning Jedi Temple and maybe it maybe it's the Knights of Ren, I don't know, but that that looked kind of cool to me. Yeah. Um I am interested in seeing more Kylo Ren. I hope they explore his story a little bit more. I think he's a cool character. I didn't love him in The Force Awakens, but I think there's a lot of potential there. So, hopefully they'll they'll do something there. How about you, Matt? Kylo Ren to me almost felt like Anakin 2.0 when the mask came off, he basically felt like just kind of Anakin in revenge of the Sith, which I'm not complimenting that character by saying that, but when he had the mask on, (laughs) I thought he was almost as cool as Darth Vader. But when that mask came off, Holy crap, he, he just felt that. And then when he lost his fight to, um, to Ray in the first movie, the first the first confrontation, because you just expect they set it up, man. Like Kylo Ren is going to be the bad guy, Ray is eventually going to be the good guy, and yet you have like the good guy win in the first one. It's like, well, okay, now what? So I'm interested to see. Yeah, now what? What happens now? There's got to be something needs to explain how fucked up the Force Awakens was. Yeah. Um, I hope they get away from all the similarities and so far even after this trailer they haven't done it yeah yeah well, there's the there's the uh trailer side by side with this trailer and the force awakens teaser mm-hmm. you know there's the shot from ray standing you see her from behind paired up with the way anakin stands from behind and luke stands from behind at the funeral pyre like i'm ready to let's Let's be done with all the similarities. I know Star Wars does a lot of cyclical stuff and we, you know, we show similarities. Let's just be done with that for a little bit. Let's show some brand new shit. Even The Force Awakens was kind of a retelling of A New Hope. Let's break away from those chains of uh, history and what Mm. we've done before. Let's do some brand new shit. Maybe this is all big like Rope-A-Dope where they're just kind of lulling the audience into more of the same and it's going to be and they're going to spin it on its head matt talking about maybe ray being a villain or or turning to the dark side i mean i'm really intrigued that that possibly be being something they explore why not why not why not go the other way they did it the one way this man yeah um i think it would be really interesting to see i don't know if i want it but it would be interesting to see kylo ren turn to the good side because you already see he's being pulled that direction. Mm-hmm. He's like fighting it. Yeah. Uh, and he's trying to do whatever he can to stay on the dark side by killing Han. But maybe he's just not cut out to be a bad guy, you know, in his heart. I don't know. But I is think it, that would be what is it crazy to think that they can tell a pretty straightforward good versus evil story and it still be amazing, even though we see everything coming. Yeah, I think it's possible. Like, yeah. do we need a big twist? I don't think you need no, a twist. But it I, seems like with the last movie, it was so 
uh, regurgitated. There are so many pieces of everything that we've expected and known before that maybe the, I think that would be welcome. Something different. You mean having no twist? N- no, I I think a twist would be welcome at this point because we've seen a lot of the expected. Yeah, but Empire had the big twist. So wouldn't it just be same old, same old if this middle movie had a big twist? I mean, can't um, we just tell the story of like Ray's Luke redeeming her brother Kylo Ren from the dark side by the end of the third one and just have it be a really well-told movie without having everything hinge on a a specifically placed twist? Yeah, you could have that as well. I just think that, um, I don't know if, uh, I don't know. I don't know if that's what, that's what I want to see. I think maybe something different would be, would be interesting to me than right down the line, kind of generic point by point thing. I think final thoughts. Well, I think my favorite part of the trailer was the music, the way that they blended Ray's theme and the force theme and, and the way it swells whenever you see like, you know how flashes like this Christmas and then like, things really start kicking into here. Yeah, Yeah, it did. And it was reminiscent of kind of the way that they did the, the, um, trailer for, I believe it would have been the second trailer for the force awakens, not that first teaser one, but the, the one after Mm that. Um, and then the part that kind of gave me chills though, was hearing Luke for the first time. And as he's doing his training, that's what leads me to believe that he's a little reluctant at first, but he'll eventually like we saw enough in this trailer to see that he fucking clearly trains her. He's clearly on board. And like, what the fuck is he doing? Training her how to be a Jedi and then saying the Jedi need to end. So like he says that early and he didn't really mean it. That's what I'm taking away from the, from the trailer. But when you hear him just kind of like doing like the Yoda training things and telling her to breathe and and reach out and all that stuff like I was because that was the first real new Luke we've gotten Mm -hmm. since 1983 other than a other than a weird look for about five seconds at the end of The Force (laughs) Awakens so yeah getting to actually hear Luke speak for the first time since uh what was what were his last words in Return of the Jedi Father, I won't leave you. Yeah, he doesn't say anything whenever he he's at the Ewoks hoedown. I don't think so, dude. No. He says, "Father, I won't leave you," and then his dad. Oh no, um, Leia's like Leia says, "Like what is it?" And oh, ask, like, me, ask again me again sometime. That was it. Yeah. Okay. That's a good way to send yeah. him off. So that was the last words we heard until he says, "Breathe." So until he gives the Jedi stink eye. He didn't sound evil either. He didn't sound like the bad guy. He didn't sound like like John Kreese. He sounded like fucking Mr. Miyagi when he said it. Anyway, those are my final thoughts. I'm excited. Bring on the second trailer. When do we think we're going to get that? Uh, probably what? Not until October? That far? What, you don't what, think we're going to get something in like... You think we'll get three trailers? July, then two in October? You think we're going to get three trailers? Does Marvel... Isn't is that, what that, they did? Isn't that normally Disney, what happens? Does Disney you, have its uh, convention this year or no? 
I thought. Yeah. I thought it does. Maybe D twenty three. Do we get something for D twenty? I thought the then? standard was teaser, trailer one, trailer two. You know what? You're right. TV You're right. spots. You're right. It'll be what July, July, August, somewhere in there. Uh, yeah, I would think July and then October. And when then. when is D twenty three? Is that in July? Or I think it's like June? next month, isn't it? Is it? No idea. I don't know. I it's feel at like some they point. Would do It'll happen. There, you know, that's their big showcase. So. Yeah, but I don't think they did the last time. No, I, I don't think so. Is that going to be Infinity War? Yeah, maybe. Maybe they're holding out for something Marvel, but yeah. Well, that's going to do it for us tonight. Inspiring Star Wars talk from the McSauce crew. I'm so happy to be able to do this podcast weekly with each of you uh, and oh, everyone that listens. Oh, that's uh, we so really nice, appreciate buddy. it. I mean it. I mean it. Uh, you know, tempers flare, and then we drink more beer, and then we hug it out. Uh, my name is Paul McGinty. Ian Sharp. These tempers are flaring like a pack of hemorrhoids. <laughs> I'm Matt Casal. We'll see you next time. Shut the fuck up, man! No, shut the fuck up! I started, she shot up!